With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is, I guess it's like kind of an emergency edition, an early edition of the late week edition of the Harvard Handicappers podcast. Kelly Bidlin alongside Jonathan Von Tobel. Uh, Kelly, fresh off the dentist. Is that where you were? Eye doctor. Eye doctor. Uh, Went to Wyatt Tomchak's eye doctor, who's, who's, I don't know, father, I think, played sports with the eye doctor that I saw at UNLV. So it was like Wyatt Tomchak was like the rock star of the eye doctor. Okay. All right. Cool. I was like, yeah, I got a recommendation. And they're like, from who? I'm like, Wyatt Tomchak. There was like five people that were like, whoa. We work at the same place. I assume we have the same health insurance. Maybe I should go there now. It was, hey, they were good and cheap. Okay. (laughs) There you go. Are you, uh, are you blind? No, no, man. It was one of those. It's funny because you mentioned the eye doctor, right? People are always like, is something wrong or something? Like, no, I just literally haven't got, I literally haven't been in like five years. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, I could probably use an updated prescription a bit. Well, I don't know. I I mean, I guess maybe you don't know this because I don't wear them as often. I too wear glasses. I'm wearing, I usually wear contacts. So I'm, but but I am a, I'm a fellow blindy. So I'm pretty, uh, my mom and my older sister are legally blind. Like they're past that threshold. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've read different things. Like in terms of the threshold of legal blindness, so I get like I've read one thing that says I'm actually legally blind. Um, okay, but then, but then I've read other things that says like the powers in terms of like you know your prescriptions. It's more like negative ten, and I only go to negative four in my right eye. So like I don't know. Either way, see, I can't see either. I don't even know what mine is because it's not that bad. Because I'm one of those people that got LASIK. Like I got LASIK like twelve years ago and it faded. Oh, it scares me. But it didn't like bottom out, you know right, what I mean? So yeah. it's still better than it was before I got LASIK. But like, I need to wear glasses. To just Paul Howard's far, got a uh, far good away. LASIK story. Oh God, mine's pretty bad too. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what it is. I guess it's statute of limitations. Do I do I do this? I think I'm allowed. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's not. It's HIPAA laws. I don't want to. Yeah, wanna yeah. Let's maybe not do that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Paul, if you're listening, you're not. Um, Mitch Moss might be listening though. So all right. So the straw poll 3.0 final one you assume of the regular season uh, <laughs> yeah. is uh, is out. I uh, I had my alerts set. I kept refreshing ESPN's website, and I finally got it when they posted it. So let's walk through the results of the MVP straw poll. Then we'll get to what we think of set results. Um, and a lot of people look. I will say this: uh, kudos to Doris Burke who did her dil- like who did her duty as an ESPN employee, teasing last night that the results of the straw poll were shocking. That people would be like, you know, amazed by what happened. I immediately thought I was like, all right, Giannis is winning. Um, <laughs> not really the case. Joel Embiid leads the most recent straw poll, seven hundred and ninety total points. We'll get to the actual votes here in a second. Nikola Jokic is in second, seven hundred and eighty-eight total points. So paper thin margin between Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. Giannis Antetokounmpo is third, six hundred and twelve total points. I would make the argument that people might think he's dead. I would say he's not, but we'll get to that and reasons why as we move forward. 
Jason Tatum is in fourth, and there's a massive gap there, 292 points. And then another massive gap for fifth, Luka Doncic with 37 total points. The others are receiving votes. Shea Gilgis Alexander, there's something to read into there. We'll get to momentarily. 32 total points. DeMontis Sabonis checks in with 20. Kudos to Mitch Moss, who uh, was asking, why not them? Well, Sabonis got some MVP votes. Yep. Yep. Donovan Mitchell with 13, or excuse me, 15 total points for him. And then the rest with uh, barely anything, but smattering of votes here and there. Jimmy Butler, De'Aaron Fox, Jalen Brown, Stephen Curry, Devin Booker, and the hilarious one that you had mentioned, Jaron Jackson Jr., who uh, finished tied for 13th on this ballot. So I, th- I think that one's funny. And then I think that there's someone out there. I feel like it's a Boston media member who's who's like me. That, that That's like, there's not as big of a separation between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as you guys all make it out to, out to be. <laughs> I'm kind of in that camp. And I felt like someone had an attitude when they put that one in too. It's like, yeah. I'm including Jalen Brown no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny. I made the joke yesterday on Twitter. I was like, you know, I feel like Kyle Anderson deserves like one fifth place vote from somebody. You know what I mean? Like he's been rock steady for the Timberwolves. I mean, keeping them helping, keeping them afloat this entire time. Um, and he actually had some boneheaded moves like right after I tweeted that in that game. So, all right. <laughs> should so we let's go get... do the, should we do the details real quick? I guess for people that don't know how the straw pulls. Well, so, and that's, that's why I wanted to, or you want to, in terms of the breakdown, it's, you know, first, second, uh, third, fourth, fifth place votes, all yep. worth different amount of points. And that is the story here because Joel Embiid has a two point lead despite not having the most first-place votes. And that's kind of the story between these two. Jokic actually led in first-place votes with 42. Joel Embiid had 40, but Joel Embiid had 45 second-place votes to 39 for Nikola Jokic, which ultimately made a difference because neither finished fourth or fifth in any ballots. Jokic actually had more third-place votes, 19 to 15 for Joel Embiid. So the big difference is that the six-vote lead in second place for Joel Embiid gives him a two-point lead in the straw poll. So let's do it this way. First off, the market adjusted. Co-favorites now. Why not? Plus 115 for each over at DraftKings. Giannis brought up in third at four, uh, plus 450 or thereabouts. I'll ask just the general question, Kelly. Your takeaway yeah. just specifically with Embiid, Jokic, and we'll include Giannis, is what? Biggest takeaway for me was that I'm surprised Giannis didn't get more second place votes. It, it stay with me here. I know that's kind of like a weird shot thing to take away, but it's the I I feel like they're we're dividing into the camps of Embiid or Jokic, and like there's so much argument one way or the other that I figured a lot of voters would be one of them's one, right? And then it's Giannis two, and then the other guy's three. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I I, fi- I figured there was going to be a lot more of that this time around than what it really ended up being, where it's pretty consensus and beat Jokic top two. Um, from a betting standpoint right now, I I, I don't know. This is, it, it's, that was one of my biggest takeaways, JVT. And then the other thing is just this, is this piece in Tim Bontemps write up on it where, he says multiple straw vo- voters express that there is a high bar to clear for a third straight MVP. So Correct. when we talk about voter fatigue and stuff like that, that, that is that, that is real. That's a thing. That is, that is multiple people saying that we are not judging these three guys the same. Right. And so I, cause I, and that's a good point to build on because you, what irritates me even more about that line of thinking, right? It's, it's not even just, Hey, like, you know, we're, we're judging this guy differently than the other two. 
why wasn't that a standard when 77 of you voted him first two months ago? Totally. Right? So we like should have makes, seen that reflected. Absolutely. Right? That makes it makes no sense that like and look, have the Nuggets lost like I guess are they sliding? Like they're still they're four games away from clinching oh, the one yeah. seed in the Western Conference. But it it speaks to like to your point, like it makes no sense. And the criteria has seemingly shifted from the last one to this one when it comes to Nikola Jokic. And it also just speaks to kind of like the hair pulling aggravation you get when betting on some of these awards. People are weird when it comes to their criteria. Like that makes no sense for 77 voters to say, because that was how many first place he votes had last time, right? I think he had 77, if I remember correctly. I believe so. Double check that for me. I mean, it was in the range and he was running away with it. But for, for that to shift over the course of a couple of months, why? That makes absolutely no sense. And you're changing the way that you're looking at this. Now it matters that he's going for a third MVP. Not two months ago when you guys voted for this? He drops from 77 first place votes and Bede goes up from six. Right. And this is where we're at now. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. That many people changed their mind from Jokic to Embiid, right? Like right. I, That's a lot. Wow. Actually, that, yeah, I mean, really, now that you're comparing those numbers, yeah. that, that is a lot. So, and I would also say this, and this is, I think this is something to take forward for, for betting some of these things, because we saw this play out in Defensive Player of the Year last year, and I'm sorry, but it's playing out this time. Pay attention to who's campaigning and who's not, because it mm. alters the way that people think. Not to say that Joel Embiid does not deserve it. If he wins it, like we talked about in many episodes past, if any of these three guys wins it, I'd be fine. But the, it, Joel Embiid's play has been great, and he's closed the gap. But Jokic is the best player on the number one overall seed. But who's been the loudest voice in terms of campaigning for this? It's been it's been Embiid, the backers. It's been a bigger storyline. And what happened last year? After Robert Williams goes down, Tim Bontemps writes some weird piece about like like the defensive player of the year vote and why it should shift more toward perimeter players and Marcus Smart being at the front of that. And all of a sudden, he like swings over to the big favorite. People get swayed by it, especially in defensive player of the year because people just don't know how to evaluate defense. Yeah, and he ends up winning the award. But I think that's also my takeaway, Kelly. It's if you're campaigning for this, there's a pretty good shot that you might get a pretty good swing in your direction if you're actually pushing vocally for an award. I don't disagree. I, I, I think I think looking at this stuff today, I think I'm starting to accept. I don't understand why, as we broke down, but I'm starting to accept the fate that it is going to be Joel Embiid, who probably mm -hmm. it just feels like they want to give it to him at this point, right? It just, it, that's what this feels like today. Um, it feels like, and maybe it just took time, JVT. I don't know. Maybe it just took, like, all those people wanted to send in. I think it is easier to do a, a straw poll 2.0 or 1.0 than it is for the ones in the final weeks of the season, right? I, I think you could throw in names in there a little bit more willy-nilly for a fun piece on ESPN earlier in the season, but you know more people are going to be looking at this one that's more at the end of the year, right? So mm. maybe that's what happened happened but really what we should have realized in the entirety of the season is that they were not going to put even though even if voters thought they he deserved it they were not going to put Nikola Jokic's name up there with the Bill Russell's Will Chamberlain's and Larry Bird's right because that is the company he would be joining of yep. three in a row now and we're not comfortable doing that yet apparently but here's the thing, and, and and this is why I do want to stress this because the margins are so tight I do think that this is an important point I will point out again, remember, these are not all voters yeah. for the actual award. There are people who participate in this poll who actually do not have a vote. 
Now, generally, you'd be like, why does that matter? Well, when the margins are this tight, it would. It would. It totally (laughs) matters, right? Because there might be somebody out there who doesn't have a vote in this straw poll who actually has, to your point, Kelly, Jokic first, Giannis second, Joel Embiid third. Well, that's one second-place vote that's out the window for Joel Embiid. That's another first-place vote that might be in favor of Nikola Jokic. All of a sudden, that's Jokic who wins the award. Just that one person. If there's a differentiator in in, uh, somebody who has a vote who's actually not part of the straw poll and somebody who's part of the straw poll who doesn't have an actual vote. No, it's a good point. So you have – so what it is is it's 100 media members, right, that is polled by ESPN. This is at least two voters from each of the league's 28 markets – Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're 10 points for first place vote, seven points for second place, five points for third. So, yeah, you absolutely you could switch. Right. And, and the other thing I think it's worth uh, worth uh, worth pointing out about this piece is B- Bon Temps. I think he does do a good job of this. Of Look, there's a lot of voters too that say th- this isn't done yet in their mind. Right. Like right. they might be at, they might be submitting a name today, but it's not done yet in their mind. So, I, you know, I do appreciate them being a little bit more open about that. You're right. You have to take into account that, Hey, a lot of these are MVP voters, but we're not seeing where this isn't everybody. Right. So things could, yeah, things could absolutely change here. And I'm looking right now. So let's see, hold on. I want to see, because this is this the other would part. Be, so what, what is it? Two points that separates them, right? Yeah. yeah two two points, points that currently separate them. And this is the other one I caught from, Bontemps article. So you might be asking yourself, would this be the closest race ever? Yes, it would be the closest race in the history of the MVP since they've been doing media voting. The closest ever was in the 89-90 season. Magic Johnson won over Charles Barkley, and it was a 22-point margin. Right. So here's the interesting part now is because we kind of move forward. So I, I, there's because here's maybe a simplistic way to handicap this. Because if this, and I think it's true, right? This thing's not over yet. So performances going forward over the next six games, seven games are going to matter. Remaining schedule for the Philadelphia 76ers. Home against Toronto, on the road against Milwaukee, then home games against Boston and Miami before ending the season on the road against Atlanta and Brooklyn. So these next four games are going to be some pretty tough opponents for the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll see what that means for Joel Embiid's performance, but keep that in mind. The rest of the schedule for the Denver Nuggets. Maybe a feather in the cap for Jokic too. He has seven games left as opposed to six. So one extra opportunity, right, to impress some voters, perhaps. Home versus the Pelicans, at Phoenix, home versus the Warriors, then a three-game road trip, Houston, Phoenix, Utah, before ending the season on the road against, or excuse me, at home against Sacramento. Now, what makes it interesting is these teams might not have anything to play for down the stretch, right? The, mm-hmm. the magic number for the Denver Nuggets, I believe, is four might actually be three, but it's in that range to clinch the number one seed in the Western Conference. The Philadelphia 76ers are pretty much locked into the three seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. I mean, tonight's game, I guess tonight's game has more to do with that than you would think, right? With Boston, Milwaukee playing, playing each other. Yeah. If somehow Boston wins, then they're, then they're almost, almost locked into that three seed. Yeah. That's why I say virtually locked. There's still a chance that they can move up there, but the odds that they can move up there um, are slim. Yeah, very good. Right. So that's, I think that's the more fascinating part about this. And for those who don't know, it's a two, it's a, a two and a half game deficit. No, excuse me, a two game deficit between Boston and Philly right now for the two seed. Um, and again, what's what matters too is Milwaukee is their magic number is four. So why that matters is a win today against Boston would cut that actually to two. 
and essentially cement them as the number one overall seed. You don't know what Boston's going to play for, if they're going to jockey for position, whatever it is. But anyway, the point here is, is that three games down the road, neither could have anything to play for. And so what Mm -hmm. does that mean for Joel Embiid, who, remember, schedule density, has been dealing with injuries. Is he going to rest a little bit more down the stretch? Nikola Jokic, what does that mean for him? And do they just play this out, Kelly, because both of them want this award? I think it is pretty fascinating as we kind of move forward here with these schedules, because if it's this tight, but these two teams might not have anything to play for, like they're just playing for the MVP. Who do you, who do you think wants it more? Embiid. Like, okay. Oh, actually I shouldn't say that. Cause like he's vocal. He vocally wants it more. We should say that. And yeah. if there was, and I would say this, if of the two, there was, if you were saying, who would you make the favorite to, play meaningless games to try to cement the award more, who would be more probable to do it? It would probably be Joel Embiid. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties. And they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And I think a lot of a lot of people out there probably might laugh at my question. But I think that, I think Jokic, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not the guy who's going to say he's sitting here padded stats at all. I'm not that guy. But I do think, I think this means a little more to him than, than maybe we, like, I don't think yeah. Giannis gives a at all. I think Gian, Giannis is like, hey, look, my team's in first place. Like, I'm having a great year. I'm out here about to win, try to win a championship. I got the best team in the NBA. I, he's so mild, man, and I don't know. Jokic, Jokic, you at least get this. I get the sense from a little bit that it mat, it matters a little bit more to him. Well, because there is, you would think there is. Look, he is a two-time MVP, so this is going to sound odd saying this out loud, but there is a sense of disrespect for this, right? Sure, like totally. You said, it's like, oh no, no, no. We we like we're judging this differently now that you're going for three. And it's like, why? If I'm the yeah. most valuable player, then, why all of a yeah, sudden yeah. over the last two months you're like, mm, I don't know. This is a, it, it, he was going for three two months ago. Like he was it, going for three, like the last time crap. you guys were pulled. It, it is crap, man. Like the fact, like it, it's, it's really, I think it's, it's so much of that. It's just so much that vote voters get a real, get, get, they realize that they get a chance to decide on what is history in the NBA. And they are not comfortable with putting, uh, putting Nikola Jokic at least yet in the com- in the company of Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain and Larry. Yep. So, and, and it's garbage and it's not fair. And this, but this, well, this is awards betting at its finest, right? right. Like this is, oh, that's the, this like is I the said, crap you got to deal with. Right? That's, that's the aggravating part about like betting on these awards is that you're, you're judging, you're hoping people are actually 
doing the right thing when it comes to this and leaving some stuff on the side and just evaluating these guys as who they are as players. And they're not doing that, which is absolutely aggravating. Yes. Um, so again, we haven't really seen anything. Co-favorites. It, looks, it, it happens the other way, right? JVT, like we had all the guys on Monday, like, you know, Perkins, Kendrick Perkins is on ESPN talking about how, you know, Embiid dodging that game is going to mm-hmm. affect his, his MVP voting. So like, I'm not saying all this stuff negatively affects Jokic. I'm saying there's guys in both camps that, that uh, you know, are going to be swaying votes for reasons that are pretty silly. Yeah. I wouldn't, if I had a vote, my, I would not sway on the MB decision. I would just think that, I just think that makes you look a little, not, I don't even know weak. what the term would be. Like your yeah, opinion's it's, it's weak. A weak. Like, come it's on, a weak, man. It's a yeah. weak take. Yeah, it's a You're going to punish the guy for one game and this is a season right. award. Especially so, from a guy who played in the NBA, right? Oh, well, like you, actually, I so I do this all the time with, you know, when I talk, I talk about this all the time, a lot of the times when we do like local stuff and when this brings up, one of the things that we talk about a lot is some of the most negative and vitriolic people in sports media are actually former players because yeah. there's like this sense of like, I don't know if it's jealousy or whatever it is, but it's really weird. It's really weird how some play, former players are when it comes to essentially like, right, they're contemporaries, guys that played in the league, but some of those former players can be some of the worst critics. Um, so I was going to say this. So as we kind of look at this, I guess you handicap the schedule moving forward. If there's a bet to be made, I mean, you, I, I think right now, plus 115 both sides, you're kind of just taking a flyer and you're saying, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm judging this based on this. But I will say this, Kelly, day to day, this market is going to swing back and forth the rest of the way. Yep. So what I think, I mean, theoretically, if you had nothing in this market right now, you could play both plus one fifteen and then just sit back and see what happens. I I I I hear what you're saying. I wouldn't because I think Giannis is more alive than that. And let's that leads to yes the the, the other topic about this because you you are right. Like if we're sitting here and you can throw that in my face, like do I think right. it's Embiid? Yes, I think it's probably Embiid. Right? If Gun to my head of how do I think these results are going to play out? I think it's going to play out in bead Jokic, Giannis. Mm-hmm. But I still can't. I'm not going to go and scoop up one plus one fifteen on both sides because I think right. Giannis. I think Giannis is really closer to this than this actually. This straw poll actually indicates. Yeah, we should we should stress too. So people will look at this and go seven ninety seven eighty eight. These are the total points in six hundred and twelve, and think that that's an inter- insurmountable gap. It's not. Again, the two points are one: these are not all MVP voters. Two three or four like you said what are we talking about here the first place votes were 10 in this thing yeah 10. if Giannis Giannis swipes like four or five first place votes yeah. not only is he gaining let's say 50 points he's taking those away from Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic so this is not a massive gap and that's why you still really don't see a massive gap in the odds he's plus 450 the other two guys are plus 115 and they just happen to have a massive game tonight against the Boston Celtics Mm -hmm. that's going to be where everybody's eyes are because there's only two games for essentially the number one seed to 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 lock this thing up and he could sway a lot of people on the second leg of a back-to-back coming into a high leverage game like this and squashing Boston and taking the one seed essentially for the Eastern Conference could go a long way for for the Bucs right it really could especially i'm just okay now this is i'm probably thinking way too deep here but i'm trying to get inside the minds of voters right so for any voters out there who actually saw this see this straw poll do they maybe end up doing what i said i was first surprised by of the 
oh, wow, they won, either way, they put Jokic and Bead 1-2. And now they're looking at this and saying, okay, if I'm a Jokic voter, okay, Jokic got more first-place votes, but he's behind Embiid. I need to move Embiid to, th- to third and move Giannis up to second or something. You, you know what I mean? Like to, yeah. to, to make sure they feel like their number one guy actually wins out. Right. I, I, sure. I, I would hope not many people would do that, but I think they're probably, I think there's probably a couple that will, right. Mm-hmm. I think there's all these situations that we're talking about. I think there's all it does. If a couple people get affected by X, a couple people get affected by Y, a couple people get affected by Z. Well, they keep, then they, all these add up real quick. Right. And to your point, like you don't, you don't need to close a huge gap here on almost any of these guys we're talking about. Yep. And, and the, and the point too, for Giannis is we kind of, we evaluated everything, the Milwaukee has six games left too, but he's got some moments where he could actually take advantage of this narrative wise. Next two games are at home. It's Boston for the number one seed and Philly. Yeah. So could you imagine, let's just paint this picture. Oh, that's a big one. Giannis, Giannis <laughs> wins. They win this game. Let's just say it's like a routine 30 and 10 type of night, 30 and 12 night for Giannis. They win this game against Boston. Then on April 2nd, he faces off with Joel Embiid and they smoke the 76ers. And Giannis has another like 30 and 35 and 12, whatever. He's awesome. It's another great performance against Joel Embiid, okay, in a winning effort. That's back to back games against Eastern Conference contenders where Giannis shows out. Rest of the schedule Washington, Chicago, Memphis, and Toronto. That's that is a schedule for Giannis Antetokounmpo. If you could score back to back wins and then just put up a massive stat padding type of game against the Washington Wizards where like, that's like you said, it's not over, man. If so, that plays out over the next three games. Yeah. That plays out as he read, he's probably not, is Washington the third game? That's the third game. Washington's the third game in the front end of a back-to-back Chicago's on the okay. back end. So, I mean, that's the one we got to think though, right? If they win the next two, are they already in resting scenario for Giannis? Probably not. You're probably playing at least one more. But after that Washington game, I guess you got to start right. keeping that in mind. But right, but then it goes back to what we what we kind of talked about a couple of minutes ago, right? I think we underestimate what Giannis Antetokounmpo thinks. He's <laughs> oh, a, he's a what? pretty chill dude, but like he's got an ego too, and he's probably yeah. looking around and going like, "What are we doing? Like I'm the best player on the best team in the NBA. Let's go. I, I, I want mean, this. Let me put it this way: I don't." I would be a lot more pissed off if I was him about seeing these than, than I actually right. think he is. I yeah. actually think he's a, I think he's too chill for actually to get wrapped up in something. I, I think that Giannis, just like me, knows one thing. He's the best player in the NBA, and this is cool, this whole Embiid-Jokic thing, and it's been going on for a couple of years now, but Giannis is by far the most likely to be back on top of this year in and year out going forward. As, yeah. as good as Embiid and Jokic are, I think Giannis said, you know what? I'm in first place. I got the best record in the NBA. I got the best team in the NBA. I'm the best player in the NBA. They don't have to give me that hardware, but I'll go win a championship this year. You can give me that MVP award next year when I come back. I don't know, man. I just, I, I can totally see a scenario where he comes out and squashes the next two teams in the Eastern Conference, right? These next two games. And we're kind of looking around and going, huh? Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, Giannis is still pretty damn good. Like I just with these margins so tight, it's pretty incredible. So 
All right. I'll tell you, one of, the, one of the other things for me was it was it was kind of a sigh of relief seeing these this morning for a little bit, too, of I'm like, dude, I am so glad I didn't get heavily invested on any side of this throughout the season where it's yeah. just I've always thought it was close. I thought it was closer than what the 2.0 was. And then seeing this, it's like, holy crap, if this is really well, this close, like, I'm so glad I'm not involved. So actually, so, and as you know, so I got involved yesterday. Um, I, I bet Giannis at a, a worse price because I heard, and I, I assumed Burke was talking about Giannis maybe being a lot tighter than it was. But I got to tell you, like, I don't really, I, I, at a worse number, yes, I don't think I'm dead. I don't think I'm I dead. I don't think you're dead at all. Yeah, I don't think you're When dead. it comes you, to Giannis. You got close to four to one. I don't think you're dead at all. Yep. So this is uh this is gonna be fascinating to track. So there's a couple of other things really quick that we got to clean up coming from the straw poll. So one of which is let's let's hit Tim Bontemps first. So we played the comments yeah. from Bontemps the last couple of podcasts, and I just thought it was interesting. And like this isn't to dunk on Bontemps. I'm just wondering what he was talking about. Right, yeah. Because yeah. so Bontemps, as we played in the last podcast yesterday had the we had the clip where he's just like Vegas doesn't know anything and it was a second consecutive pod in which he had mentioned that but Vegas did know so or Vegas I put in air quotes he's probably looking at the market right this morning too. yeah the odds like, the market Vegas? yeah <laughs> like crap they've got me doing it too yeah. <laughs> the market knew something though and like and it's funny because I had somebody like kind of try to clap back on me on Twitter because it was I put out there and I'm like yeah he kept saying Bon Temps that the odds had no idea who was going to win this award. And yet we had seen for like the last two or three weeks, Joel Embiid had slowly been creeping on Nikola Jokic. And over at a couple of spots, like I went back and looked at Fox bet Embiid actually became the favorite on March 17th, a small favorite at plus one Oh five. They've been kind of going back and forth since. Right. So in his article, when he, when he says that the odds snapped back and I, I think he was implying like after this poll, I don't know what he was trying to say, but like, I don't, I don't know first, what he was. I don't know what he was saying. That's the first part of that sentence that I read earlier. I did. I skipped out. I skipped that part. But the full sentence is: there was snapback from Jokic's big lead in MVP odds, as multiple straw poll voters expressed that their higher bar to clear for a third straight MVP. Right. That so, sentence. That sentence would imply that the straw poll caused the snapback, right? From Jokic's big, yes. Right, I just I don't understand what snapback he's talking about because somebody somebody tried to tell me he's like there was a snapback he was minus two fifty last week and I was like snapback no, from like from what his odds were after the last straw poll yeah I mean I guess look, there's snapback from that right this is this is why we get into semantics when I yes, hear snapback yes. when I hear snapback I think immediate right like he was minus two fifty one day and it snapped back immediately yeah. you know what I'm saying so either way I I just. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been talking about it. I mean, shoot, we've been talking about it for a week or whatever now where I, I just I'm, I would love to talk to him because I don't. Yeah. His tone implies that he's very passionate about yeah. why they're wrong. But I don't understand what he's implying now that I see this today, because I mean, even bring this back to where what were the odds before? What was it? Monday, right? When Philly and Denver were supposed to play going into that game and beat at least over at DraftKings was like minus one. 140, I think it was 140, 150. And then because he didn't play, that moved all the way back to like basically where it sits today. It yeah. is basically almost exactly where Jokic it sits. Jokic was today. like a small favorite at like something, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. He ended and up moving to like a price. small favorite. Role. Yeah. So, okay. If you're telling me that <laughs> Embiid is the leader in points, it might be two points, but he's the leader in two points on this straw poll. 
and he was the slight favorite before that game. Like what, what the market had it like dead on. Right. I feel like almost, like it almost as close as you could possibly make it yeah. as a compared to this, this dropple. So I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't know if it's, you know, does he think a 20 cent move is a lot bigger than what it is? You know, I think those are the type of things where I, I I'm just left questioning it, questioning mm-hmm. now, right? Did it does Embiid moving from even money to minus one fifty? Like, is that a massive, massive move to Tim? Maybe it is. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Th- those those are the things I'm I'm left here le- like questioning though, right? Oh, After that, what, the way that, we've heard him talk about. Like I said in the last podcast too, maybe his whole thing is just like you can't set odds on this. You don't even know, right? Or so like that maybe too, that's yes. right. Like the, yeah. that maybe that's what his whole thing is. He might um, just be angry all bent now on this, right? I mean, <laughs> and look, he's he, he's wrapped up in the middle of it. <laughs> he, he could be. I mean, who knows? He he could be. It's um, you know, people have their odd passions and quirks, I guess. So this isn't to like dunk on him. I just it's an interesting topic because, like you said, he's he's very passionate about it seemed like kind of oddly vitriolic about it. Right. And you're just like kind of wondering like why. No, and, yeah, no, you're right. I don't mean to, yeah, I don't mean to talk bad about him at all. I'm just, I, I would love to talk to him about it. Of what right. did he, what was he implying then with, with that tone that he used? I'm sorry, multiple times. It might as well just been the same soundbite, just replayed the way he said it. I it sent like, it. He says, no idea. <laughs> so it's funny. I sent it to Mitch, the second yeah. one. And he goes, yeah, I heard it on Friday. I go, no, it's a different one. <laughs> it's like, a different he, he one. It's again. a different market. And Mitch was like, he said it again? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> exactly. a, it's like the same way, though. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's, it might as well yep. be a soundbite. We just replay about a different topic. I, I don't right. So I, I think. Don't know, man. As we clean this up, I think there's one last point to make from this. And uh, people would be surprised by this, but it was a great observation by many people. So the, the results of the straw poll might actually give us an insight onto another award. Most improved player. Yeah, baby. Larry Markin. And, name. <laughs> I, and actually, this is pretty interesting <laughs> because we haven't seen an adjustment. Larry Markin is still minus 450 to win most improved player. Yeah. But Larry Markin did not receive 23 points. In the straw poll for MVP, that would be 26, 26 32 sorry. points, 23 fifth place. Oh, votes, excuse three me. Three fourth place. Votes. Okay. Excuse me. And that's a big deal, right? Yeah. Shea Gilgis Alexander is the one who appears with multiple votes in multiple places on the MVP straw poll. Now, again, we'll stress not real voters. So who knows? Not or 100% not, not real all voters. Real Some of these. Voters, yeah. 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 Put it that way. We're betting Shea, right? Like, I, I don't have anything on this. I'm betting Shea, aren't I? At plus 330? I already added a little this morning. Now, now I'm already heavily invested, but, uh, you know, when I'm betting it at numbers like plus 130 and stuff multiple times earlier in the year, sure, I might as well add a little bit on now at plus 350. I mean, it's, uh, it's I think it's something that you can read into. Now, you have to be a believer in the most improved player kind of formula like I am and not the most improved player from, hey, we're going to take the definition of the actual award and apply it to a player, right? If you want to go to most improved player, sure, Lowry Markin by points per game and a lot of different metrics has is the most improved player and it deserves it by the way this thing is coined. What I always, what I was already go back and look at the history of this award. It's usually that guy who's kind of in year two, three, four, right? That no, not even two, three or four. That's usually can't kind win of, it if you're a second year player. 
Exactly. I, I don't know who said that to you once upon a time, but you've really been uh, you've really been holding that in. Well, because I think it one, I think it's stupid, and and two, I think it is too. right, and and two, like Tyrese Maxey. Should, I've I had 151 on Tyrese Maxey last year. He was freaking awesome. He made massive improvements, and he didn't finish as a finalist because he was a second year player. Like if yeah, you just remove that, he he would have won it. But anyway, go yeah, on. He he would be the guy that I have. Uh, I was ho- heavily invested in before this season in this award. Yeah. You're right. Uh, but yeah, it's that guy who. Hey, look, he he kind of hit that near near star level a year ago, and now has continued to build on that. And that is Shea Gilgis Alexander. I mean, he is the fourth leading scorer in the NBA, a team at least right now that is in the play-in mix. I he fits that formula and kind of what we saw to John Moran a year ago. He fits it perfectly. So, and I, and I think yes, JVT. I think there's something to read into today when you see fifth, uh, the fifth place votes for him, the fourth place votes, all these votes coming in for Shea Gilgis Alexander in the MVP market. I would think that's going to translate over at least a bit. Um, I feel like it's improved to be a fringe MVP candidate. Is it not? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That that would be another definition of improvement. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, JVT. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So you so, know, I think for for me, as invested as I am in that market, I mean, to be to be completely honest, I am I am more invested in SGA to win Most Improved Player than almost anything at this point of any NBA future bet I have. So. Yeah. I really hope he gets there, but I was I was damn happy seeing this this morning and seeing this was a this was a result of it. Yep. And the the thing too is um what are we gonna say here? What was I gonna say? Oh, I'll at least say that even if this does not lead to him winning, I would think that this implies at the very least, Kelly, that Larry Markinen does not have the lead for this award that the market says he does. I would too. Right? Minus four fifty yep. to plus three thirty. I don't think that gap's there in terms of probability. Yeah, I would too. In I don't know about you, but there's even so like you know we 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 hit on this on a numbers game this morning. Gil's Gil's not the biggest NBA guy; he's an NBA guy. But this jumped out to him. I didn't even have to mention it, right? Like he, th- he's reading through this, and it jumped out to him, and he he immediately connected that. Of like, oh well, I think that like that that makes a lot more sense than for most improved for him to win that. So five five points behind Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgis Alexander. I know that I was going to bring that up. Five points behind Luka. He Doncic. could finish 5th. Like he could finish on the ballot. If if it if it plays out this way, he could finish 5th in MVP. How does that not lead to most improved? I don't know. That would be yep. it, it's, right. it's what people can't get out of their minds is it's it's multi, it's different tiers, right? Like Lowry Markkinen has improved, but he's improved from like tier 4, tier 5 to tier 3, right? Mm. Tier 2. Shay went from like tier three to tier one, right? This is yeah. what we're talking about. Like, I don't know, There's, man. I like it though. Yep. Uh, uh, no, it's it's good. And if he and if it, look and if they, I don't know when voting is due, but uh, if he if he gets them into the play-in, that can make the difference for some people too when it comes to Shay, as opposed to Larry Markinen who's sitting out games with a uh, contusion on his left hand recently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, oh man, the Thunder need SGA back though. Whoo, boy, was that yeah. a lucky bucket last night? <laughs> yeah. Lucky victory last night. But this is, I mean, some of these though. Just back, back to the poll real quick. I would just love to see some of these people's full full votes. You know what yeah. I mean? Where it's like, what, what? How does this work? If you slotted, uh, you know, for for the person that did, or the three people that did have SGA fourth, I would like to see the rest of your what you had one, two, three, and five, right? Right. Absolutely. Man, this is it was a good poll though. So, hey, takeaway is we still have no idea. So, yeah, it's anybody's game at this point right now. 
Uh, all right, you have anything? I gotta, I gotta cut out. Uh, I've got other duties to attend to. Anything else? All right. No, I'm so good, right. man. Only two games tonight. I don't know about you, but I got nothing, nothing going Ooh. on. We'll be eagerly watching the Boston Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks go at it, but uh, no action for me tonight. I bet the Bucks first half. Um, okay. And I'll, I'll say this uh, really quick, for, and hopefully people will get this before. Um, but uh, we'll just say the Nuggets might be um, the Nuggets might be trolling the Philadelphia 76ers a little bit when it comes to Joel and excuse me, uh, Nikola Jokic's injury status and uh, might lead to some value there on the Nuggets with everything going on. But okay. that's just a guess. Okay. Uh, all right. For Kelly, for myself, like, rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate you listening as always. And we will talk to you next time here on Hardwood Handicappers. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.